I was very moved by Bishop Martin's reflection on Wednesday on how Jesus, after the resurrection, invited his disciples to look at his hands and his feet and so to recognise him. His reflection got me thinking about how, as a little girl, I used to watch my own father at work. My father was a doctor, a cardiologist, and with his big, brown, gentle hands, he would carefully palpate someone's chest or back, measure their heart rates and blood pressure, listening intently for telltale signs of disease. He would make notes in his tiny writing, and then file his notes neatly in a specially designed wooden cabinet with little drawers. Sometimes he would carefully take apart his sphygmomanometer, the instrument he used to measure blood pressure, and clean the mercury by pressing it in tiny balls through a muslin. In his old age, he lost his eyesight, and I remember how his big, careful, sensitive hands helped him to deal with that. He came to rely very heavily on his sense of touch. Jesus used his sense of touch a lot in his ministry. At today's evening prayer, we read from the Gospel of Luke the story of the raising of the son of the widow of Nain. Jesus came forward and touched the boy's beer. We read in Mark that Jesus touched the man born blind in Bethsaida and healed him. Matthew tells us that he touched the leper and the leper was cleansed. And so many women in the Gospels wanted to touch Jesus. The woman in Luke who'd suffered from bleeding for 12 years, who secretly touched the hem of Jesus' garment and that was enough to heal her. Luke also tells us of the story of the woman who watched who washed Jesus' feet with her tears and dried them with her hair and then anointed them with oil. Though all the Gospels have a version of that story. The point is that touch was important, even in a culture where touching between unrelated men and women would have been completely unacceptable. Touch was a fundamental part of Jesus' ministry. And yet, when it came to his encounter with Mary in the garden on the morning of the resurrection, Jesus draws away from her and won't let her touch him. I read from the Gospel of John, chapter 20. Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They've taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? For whom are you looking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. 
She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me. Do not hold on to me, Jesus says. Do not touch me. How very hurtful. Mary has only just recognised that this is the man she thought was dead. And here he is, refusing to let her touch him, drawing away, distancing himself. It's a gesture that is becoming painfully familiar to us, that shying away from people as we pass them in the street or in the park. No touching here, no breathing, no coughing, no sneezing. Ideally wear a mask and definitely wash your hands the minute you get home. It's strange how social distancing seems to have removed our ability even to smile at passing strangers. And why should we smile? How can we be friendly and kind and generous when we are watching the world that we knew crumble away? Churches closed, their loud organs silent, schools closed, children kicking their heels, bored and frustrated at home. Playgrounds deserted, businesses folding, people furloughed, freelancers with their livelihoods cut off. What is left to smile about in the face of this lockdown? But let's read on in John chapter 20, because I stopped too early. Listen to what Jesus says next. Jesus said to Mary, do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Jesus is unable to accept Mary's touch, not because he doesn't want to. There is behind his words an aching tenderness that made its way into many of the paintings depicting this scene, and I think particularly of Titian's Noli Me Tangere that hangs in the National Gallery. There is in that painting a heartbroken longing in Jesus' gesture of withdrawal that means far, far more than any touch or hug would do. Jesus loves Mary so deeply that he cannot touch her, not yet anyway. He can't let her cling to him as a man, as a creature of the earth, of mud and clay. He has to leave her because he has not yet ascended, because only in leaving her can he love her best. In the same way, we are bidden at this time not to touch each other, because only by observing this distancing that costs us all so very dear will we be showing love to our neighbours, our friends, and those most in need of being kept safe. The tenderness shown by our doctors and nurses in hospitals and care homes has been amazing. But just at this moment, without even the consolation of being able to, to be close to people in pain or close to death, 
we may very much feel that we have nothing left to hold on to. Mary couldn't hold on to her Lord. Like us, she had lost her security, her life as she had known it. It had to be enough for her to have seen her Lord and to have felt the aching tenderness of his love for her, of his own longing to hold her and make it better, which could not be fulfilled, not yet. Let us pray. May the Lord Jesus put his hands on our eyes also, for then we too shall begin to look not at what is seen, but at what is not seen. May he open the eyes that are concerned not with the present, but with what is yet to come. May he unseal the heart's vision, that we may gaze on God in the Spirit, through the same Lord, Jesus Christ, whose glory and power will endure throughout the unending succession of ages. Amen.